0: You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel, where we help you to see real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you new here, welcome, if you're returning, welcome back. Today, we are in day 12 of the prayer Beast 30 day challenge and by now <laughs> it should have uh, how like describe it to you by now it should be in your system to pray right uh-huh um like every challenge i know there are people who probably would have given up by now uh-huh uh it's normal you understand but there are people who are fighting a revolution happening in their lives where they're like no this is this has to become my life do you understand uh-huh. the journey from mediocrity to excellence right begins with one step it begins with one step and it's the consistency of continually taking that step that actually leads to excellence so i'm saying this for some people who have maybe lost their bearing and all that stuff you can always find your way back do you understand what i'm saying you can find your way back you can retrace your steps you can go back to day one of the podcast listen again get fired up realize why you're doing what you're doing even the day before that's the prayer makes you i've forgotten the name of that particular episode uh-huh. prayer makes you dangerous uh-huh. you can listen to that one and listen to that one then then there's there's one other one that, titled um, when praying is hard or something like that you actually can go listen to that one too or when praying is difficult yeah you can go listen to that one too and those should actually get you fired up again to forge back in and you know start praying so yeah so congrats to everyone who you know is still on the journey still kicking it still praying and all that as i said it's 30 days of a serious turnaround in your life both physical and spiritual life it's not going to be the same again i'm telling you take my word for it glory to god because prayer changes things hallelujah now speaking of changing things right so today if you're in nigeria you know that there's a lot of things going on right now it's like too hot to handle come on there's so many things happening right now it's it's crazy and it's good very good very nice and everything but then i want to talk to you about how prayer influences certain things or environments or nations the place of prayer And a few other things in between, right? So, of course, I'm sure you've read. uh, There's a scripture, verse of scripture, Jesus actually spoke about. He said, "Your," when he was talking about the Lord's Prayer, he said, "Thy kingdom come, right, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right?" You've seen that text that should be Matthew six verse ten. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, so. When it says your kingdom come, it will be done on earth as in heaven. First of all, what is God's kingdom? God's kingdom is is a simple concept, right? Paul explained that the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in what? Righteousness, peace, and what? joy in the holy ghost that's romans chapter 14 verse 17 the kingdom of god is not meat and drink but it's in righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost actually if you look at it well if you remove okay it's not a meat and drink so not what is not so that means the kingdom is in what righteousness peace and joy but where are those three things in the holy ghost so it tells you that the kingdom of god is where in the holy ghost so where is god's kingdom in the holy ghost so how does god's kingdom come on earth when god's kingdom comes into men do you understand when the holy ghost comes into men that is when god's kingdom has come so when jesus was praying telling his disciples to pray that prayer that kingdom come he was actually talking about salvation that is pray concerning my death prayer and resurrection because after that then my kingdom will come where in the hearts of men and truly that is actually the greatest way of changing lives do you understand Uh uh-huh that is the greatest way of change when God wants to change things in a place when he wants to change people you get it. the the change has to be from the what would I say the inside out from the spirit first and then that has to now reflect in your experience from the spirit then it first in your experience Now when we talk about um, a country and we may say oh there's so many Christians in this country why has this country not changed? What's the matter? Why is there so much corruption, so much this, brutality? Uh, Why? 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 You understand? Uh, Well, the truth about this is that Jesus also told us when he gave us instruction to go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In Matthew 28, he said, go and make disciples of all nations. He says, go and what? Make disciples of all nations. So what does that mean? It means you're not just meant to go and preach the gospel to people, you are meant to make them followers of Jesus Christ. A disciple is a student, it's the word Matthew, Matthew this or Matthew, two. a student, a pupil. In other words, go and make students and pupils of Jesus Christ. Go and make followers, not just followers like just like uh, Jesus' profile picture. No. But make people who are actually um that is their adepts to Jesus Christ, they are committed to Jesus Christ, they obey Jesus Christ, right? Their lifestyle is like Jesus Christ. Their expression is love. See that? Aha. Uh-huh. So many times, we obey the first part and we go and preach the gospel, but we don't obey the second part, which is to what? Make disciples. And that's where problems start coming for us because you have to realize that anybody that's in government, anyone who gets into government, who is a Christian, he was not in government before. He was somewhere, someone somewhere. Do you understand? Aha. Uh-huh. The way a person, I am mean, okay, think about this. In Jesus' time they were very rich men. There was a Joseph of Arimathea who became one of his disciples. Yeah. And <laughs> there was also Nicodemus, right? Who was a ruler of the synagogue and everything. They became his disciples. But notice that after he rose from the dead, you see how those men, someone like Joseph of Arimathea, went to ask for his body. And then there are records that show that these people actually continued in the faith and I mean they also went and I think at the point probably died for their faith and all that stuff. But you see, people who were rich, wealthy, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. You see, someone like Dockers, Bible Doctor Dockers, how she was very benevolent, how she, you know, made a lot of clothes for people and stuff, and she did a lot of good things for people around her before she died. Then Peter came and resurrected her. There are other examples in the scriptures of people who were influential. You understand, and they still did the right thing because it's not just enough for a person to get born again, get saved. Do you get cause of a Christian? But then the life of God is not expressed through you. That expression is it, it comes from something called submission. It comes from submission, first of all. Submit first of a person realizing that okay, this is not just the end. I actually have to submit under the authority of a local church, under the authority of a pastor, and I have to be trained. I have to be discipled. I have to follow God's process. Do you understand? You would attend prayer meetings, you would attend, you wouldn't joke with church, you would be disciple do you get you, your character will be worked on you know part of the role of a pastor is to rebuke you when you have character issues when pastor sees that oh you're having issues in this area you're not walking in love you're not this you're not that you're not diligent you're not Be you understand the hell you're greedy he can spot the things like a parent they can spot the issues that you have in you and they can address them so many times you have a lot of, you know today believers okay back in those days for example there was a man called um i don't know his name I'm sorry but i know what he did Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians about a man that sleeps with his father's wife. Now, what does Paul say? Paul says that this guy must be put away from you. That is, take this guy away from you. That is, excommunicate him. You understand? Put him away. He says no one should talk to him. Treat him like an unbeliever. That's that's, that's the implication of it. Right? (laughs) Hand him over to accusation of Satan. That is, treat him like an unbeliever. Separate him. You understand? Now, what did they do? They they took the guy. That's what they did to the guy. To show the guy that watched this wrong because the guy was proud, he was something wrong with what he was doing. He was doing it and I mean no one was saying anything. But Paul wrote and said, My guy, get this guy, you understand, put this guy in isolation, isolate him from every believer. You understand? Treat him like an unbeliever. The bond they had back then was so strong that this guy, like that for him, that was like the only family he had. And so they put him away, he was, they kept him away like that for a season. Then Paul now wrote the second question and said, oh, receive him back as a brother. Less condemnation, you know, finish him. The same guy. But today, let's say he's in your church and uh, what happens? You're going to sleep around or something and they, they discipline you in the church. What will happen? Ah, was the last time you're in that church. Ah, the way people help churches, there's nothing like loyalty, nothing like commitment, nothing like anything. So there's actually a lot of kingdom culture that has been lost. So many believers are not disciples, they are not trained. How many believers can even preach the gospel? How many people even know, okay, this is the content of the gospel? This is, okay, this is the gospel, this, 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 this. How many people can share that? Do you understand? How many people can actually confidently sit people down and teach them? People can't even teach their families the gospel. You can't even teach your children the gospel, not to talk of teaching people outside. That's the world we live in. So when you have that kind of world, you now have a lot of believers in influential places in media. In fact, sometimes it's the, it's the Christians in media or oh, that, that make these most sexual and loot videos. You understand? It's the Christians in... We have Christians in every field, politics, whatever, but they are as bad as the unbelievers. They are as terrible in their behavior as the unbelievers. They are, they are In fact, what am I saying? There are many of those believers who have also gone to Satan for demonic power. They are going there visiting their Baba La, 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 and all that stuff. They are, you know, they don't... They are very uncommitted to Jesus Christ. And these are the Christians that pepper everywhere. Bible says we are the light of the world. If we are the light of the world, then for goodness sake, uh, uh, how many Christians are in Nigeria, for example? Why is it there that, that Nigeria looks so dark with all the light? It's because many of the lights are covered. Many of them are not shining. They are what we call diamonds in the rough. There's 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 quality in them, but they are still covered with death and a lot of things. Covered, laden in sin, laden, you know, untrained, undiscipled. Well, part of it is that they are not willing. Many of them are not willing. They are not willing to go through a process because yes, if I will disciple you is to take you, train you. Ah, uh-uh. if I say oh yeah, stop praying, stop praying from now till I tell you, till I call back and tell you stop praying, will you do it? <laughs> you understand? <laughs> if I tell you show up for prayer meeting, will you do it? I say let's go and win souls. Will you do it? Right? If I tell you oh yeah, empty your account for the kingdom, will you do it? These are things that believers cannot do. And because they cannot do it they are not willing to go through the process then they are half-baked christians and then going to government going to look in our country there are enough christians in corridors of power to actually bring some serious change but for where I mean, most of them they are too busy you know gathering resources for their children's children in that place They're too busy and the same thing in different nations of the earth it's not just unique to this country you understand <laughs> and that's why in as much as we uh, there are certain so- solutions we, we you know need when it comes to seeing change in the nation first of all uh, there's people who are there's uh, the foot soldiers who are vocal who speak up and incite, you know whatever but uh, the truth also is that such people i mean it's very good to do that but such people without what we call the air force they are finished if you send foot soldiers into a country and there's no air force to back them up man they are finished you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the air force will be prayer. There are those who are yeah, bah, there are those who are fired in prayers because until the spiritual climate of a place changes, <laughs> there won't be any change in the fiscal Any change in the fiscal will not last. Anytime you've seen a revolution, you've seen a climate change, you've seen a shift in power or government or something like that, you've seen shift. this shift began in the spirit. Everything is created twice. The shift began in the spirit. is either the shift was made by believers who have, you understand, through the place of prayer, prayed God's will for the land into place or into force or prayed away some certain kind of evil. Or you have the enemy or you have that Christians were lax and then the enemy has gone and programmed certain evil on the land. Because you need to understand that many things are spiritual. When you see a nation in corruption, upheaval, and everything, you need to understand a lot of evil is going on in the spirit. Spiritual, a lot of darkness, a lot of that. You understand? <laughs> but the Bible calls us the light. We are the light we are the light so there's a the place of being vocal of speaking up and all those things you get but then there's also the place of changing the spiritual climate but I will also say that that even in its own self is not enough it's not enough because there's the third part which you get is the most important part and which still ties into what we're talking about look at 1 Timothy chapter 2 from verse 1 it says I exhort therefore that first of all supplications prayers intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men now i want you to see something okay verse 2 for the kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty now if you read this text it looks like all god is saying that we should do is that we should pray right uh, verse um, 3 for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who will have all men saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth verse 5 for there is one God and one mediator between God and man the man Jesus Christ okay um, I think there's also verse 8 I will therefore that men pray everywhere lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting so you are seeing that the Bible actually tells us to pray uh-huh, we should pray for those in authority pray for all men do you understand uh-huh. but what is the purpose of the prayer Look at verse 4. Who will have all men saved and come to the knowledge of the truth? So the place, the point, the prayer point, do you understand? As much as we are praying um, for many, 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 um, what do you call it? Many things you have to realize that the prayer for authority is that men be what saved it's not just to pray oh lord bless them keep them oh, uh let them not be angry with us so, <laughs> let them not let them change policies and everything that one day but the bible tells us that we should pray for them to be saved do you understand which is what we we're talking about yesterday right we should pray for souls the harvest is plenty the laborers are few right Uh-huh. the harvest is ripe so it says pray for all men to be saved but remember we also said that after jesus said the, the prayer point is to pray for laborers for god to send to his vineyard so if you are praying for all men to be saved they are praying for those authorities what are you praying you are praying that laborers do you understand because uh-huh. i'm teaching you how to pray why well, you just got me praying funny things no you pray that laborers be sent into the vineyard yes you pray that laborers be sent to the vineyard lord in the place of politics in the place of business entertainment in all these places that laborers be sent you get laborers remember that yesterday's text yeah and labourers be sent, the harvest is plenty. Labourers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send labourers into His vineyard, that people will be sent. People's hearts will be stirred to go on evangelically to preach. Do you get? Which now brings me to something. Look at verse one. That's the First Timothy chapter. Is it Timothy yeah. chapter two, verse one? I exhort you therefore that first of all supplications and prayers, and intercessions, intercession. Now intercessions here, yeah. you have to realize what intercession means. Intercession is not okay intercession in the Old Testament had to do with um, okay there is sin in the land because sin brings death sin brings punishment there is sin in the land and then you will now have somebody like a mediator who would now pray on behalf of the sin of a certain land or people or whatever and turn the council of judgment that is supposed to come against them that is intercession you get uh so intercession is mediation intercession is concerning sin intercession is that there is a mediator between the two you understand uh-huh now the Bible actually calls Christ a mediator. You get uh huh, and as well if you look down, you see what it says, verse 5 for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. Are you seeing that? He gave himself a, how he's a mediator who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. So he's a mediator. Do you get uh huh? So it is from there that Paul will now say, I'm ordained a preacher, an apostle, and all that stuff, and all that. So, what what is he saying here? He's saying that look that it's not just enough to pray but there's intercession this intercession is not because christ has already made the mediation now for you to for people to access the mediation he has already made it is to preach the gospel so there your intercession is actually the gospel to preach the gospel so it's not just you pray for people it's not just that you march you understand but it is that you preach the gospel first of all the prayer is that you get what i'm saying that men be sent as laborers into the vineyard do you get Uh a And then that means that the gospel must be preached. The gospel must be preached to everybody everywhere. So whether they are in a political climate or atmosphere or whatever, the gospel must permeate those places. Do you get? That's the prayer point. Do you get? So, today that's what we are going to be praying about. That the gospel will actually find, you know, roots in every sphere of our society that god would send laborers into his vineyard you get now before you now say hey, but why are we praying such the prayer point doesn't god know that laborers should be dead uh, yes i know but we also know that god can't do anything without men so this is partnership when you pray like this what are you doing you're actually enabling god to partner with men to stir the hearts of men and women to prepare them for the work of ministry to prepare them for the gospel preach the gospel i remember as i said yesterday that this prayer is not fully answered till you are participating jesus after saying this harvest plenty labor as of you what he do is send them two by two to different places and all that yes another thing you know is that the people that they are christians who are also in government who know what they should be doing they are disciples, but they are also afraid they are afraid <laughs> they are afraid they don't want to get in trouble You understand so one thing you want to do is pray for them that there's boldness because there are people that you probably will never meet in this lifetime (laughs) the people you just never never meet you just never will never never meet them you will never have been such corridor of influence of power you get to meet such people to, uh, to share the gospel with them but there are those who you meet there are those who you won't you understand so you should pray also that people who are in those places do you get to pray for them that there will be a boldness for them to share their faith to declare their faith with power will be a boldness. Pray for them also, so that whatever you know, and the whatever the enemy will try to do against them, would not work. You understand? You pray for them. The Bible says that we should pray that we should be delivered from wicked and unreasonable men, for not all have faith. You understand? Because the climate of an environment is determined not just by the projection of evil, but by the men in that environment, the caliber of men in that environment. Look at what um, Acts chapter eighteen. Paul, when you know, Paul was known for. Whenever I entered the city and place many times he was beaten stoned, he, he faced a lot of persecution wherever he went. A lot of it. <laughs> a lot of persecution wherever he went. But then look at there was this um, certain place he went to. Right? Um, that should be Acts chapter 18. And it says um, it 18. I think this is Macedonia. Uh let's read down. They had just attacked him. <laughs> but it says, verse 8, and Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord. So the synagogue is a Jewish, you know, Jewish synagogue. This is in a, a Christian city. I think it's a Christian city, shall one of those Gentile cities. And this guy, who was a Jew, also believed in the Lord with all his house. And many of the Corinthians, hearing, okay, they were in Corinth, believed and were what? Baptized. Are you seeing that? Many of the Corinthians heard him and they believed and were what? Baptized so many note that it says many heard him believed and were baptized then spoke the lord to paul in the night by a vision be not afraid but speak and hold not your peace that means preach the gospel and don't be afraid He says for i am with you and no man shall set on you to hurt you for i have much people in this city are you seeing that i have what much people in this city so you see god said you won't be touched in this city why he says, I have many people. I have many people whose hearts are dear to me and are dear to me. I have many people who are committed to me in the city. Because of this, you won't be touched. Are you seeing that? So it tells you as much as God wants to keep men safe, as God as much as God wants things to change in the place, the the way things will change is when the men themselves change. You understand? So if, you, if God doesn't have enough men, it's not just enough to have people who are born again, but the people, if they are not committed to Jesus Christ, then there's a limit to what God can, God can do in that place. You understand? Uh-huh. They would have salvation would actually have to come. A man like Charles Finney, if you read the stories of Charles Finney, Charles Finney, when he goes into a place, they would not just preach the gospel, they would, first of all, they, they would search such conviction from the gospel they are preaching to people there, they would just preach but they would also begin to have meetings and raise and serve people he said before you know it he said that all the the bars closed down the brothels closed down the police don't the crime rate just goes like yeah police don't have work to do I'm telling you criminals just stop yeah there have been such nations you know times like that as other nations, you will still see traces of that because many, many years have passed, people have gone back to their lives and everything. But you will still see traces of that integrity, of that modesty in certain places where the gospel has had its foundation and roots, where it has been rooted. Do you get what I'm saying? Heh. So that's one thing we should be aware of. That's how change works. So there are three things, of course, there's a the place of marching, you know, being vocal about rights, because there's a the place for that, you know, civil rights and all that stuff. There's a place of prayer, praying, and and you have to know the prayer. There are different God will lead people to pray differently about different things. But the one the Bible that should pray the most is what? That that laborers be sent into the vineyard. The vineyard can be every area. You understand? Jesus said going to all the world, right? Going to all the world. There was no Russia back then. There was no America back then. So it's everywhere. Every people group go there and preach every area, every strata, every place of influence, go there and preach. So it starts with us preaching around us. You don't know who you're influencing. You're influencing the next governor or the next president, you don't know. So preaching to people around us and you're also praying for those, you understand? Praying for them, in, those in authority, you get ahead that they be saved. And how do they do that? That men and women will be bold enough, they hearts to be stead to go and preach to these people. There'll be someone that, I mean, the president of our country, there could be someone that knows him very well. Maybe they're friends and he's a Christian. But he has not shared his faith. You don't you don't know. So prayer actually goes ahead of us to get sought out a lot of things. Glory to God. And that is how proper change comes. Change that's from the inside out. People that will be in government, but they are disciples. You access billions every day, but you you don't touch a dime that is not yours. Uh-huh. That starts that that starts from when you are outside. Dude. that starts from your from hundred k that flows to your hand. And you don't touch what is not yours. You now see a billion. There's this is already inside you. I cannot disgrace Jesus Christ. I cannot misrepresent Christ in this place. You understand? Uh-huh. So that's that's those are the dynamics of it. So I just wanted to share those thoughts you know with you guys and that's our prayer focus that we are we're praying um, that's First Timothy 2 right verse 1 to 2 for kings and those that are in authority that we may lead a peace so look at this we lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness so when these things I've spoken about are done then what, what is the result we lead what a peaceable and quiet life because the people that can make that life hell for us <laughs> have been influenced are getting saved understand hair and all that stuff yes so that basically is it glory to jesus trying to think of what i'll name this particular episode but well whatever the name is (laughs) it's well okay so that's what i'm praying for make sure that you're doing that throughout the day praying committing the country into god's hands and that men and women will be inspired to be bold to go to preach the gospel to those in corridors of power of influence of authority in the name of jesus oh we just lift up the nation in your hands this that that you know that's what we do that god's hand will be upon people for men and women in the name of jesus that whatever change is occurring now you know that that that, that it will be lasting to be lasting you know, because men and women will be sent to minister to people who are in crucial parts of authority. You know, in crucial aspects of the of the government. You know, they had to be changed. They had to be regenerated. They will get born again. And someone will be around to disciple, to raise them, to train them as God's vessel or instrument. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Okay, guys, that's it for today. <laughs> That's it for today. Alright, virtue has left me to you. <laughs> Alright. And don't forget that we're praying. We're gonna pray by 6 p.m. today. Um on um, what's that thing? On Instagram, yeah, 6 p.m. We are Yen, W-E-A-R-E-A-N. We're gonna be praying there. And maybe I'll come online. Maybe who knows? <laughs> maybe I'll come and pray there. Alright, so you should be there. Let's let's see you there then. Of course, mixed Lara 12639, different times of the day. We're gonna be praying also. Okay. So, guys, that is it. God bless you. Have a wonderful day and bye-bye. If this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram. That's pst.sien, pst.e-s-s-i-e-n. See you there.